then the like this thing, and then it belongs to you. Anything you can get, anything and anything and anything. But Linda, Linda, Linda. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the king, you best not miss. Hey, guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family what's happening everybody happy wednesday and welcome to the dynasty war zone the people's dynasty podcast and on this week's show we're gonna do a little rookie match game with troy king and linda of the ff confidential so we're gonna be mixing and matching landing spots and rookies based on where we think they can really drive their dynasty value but i'll tell you who's a never a mismatch for me that is my co-host he is the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair what is up listen it is another day of enjoying a conversation with my pal randy listen he's nice to me one time an episode and it's during the intro because he's a true professional and he knows how to get this party rolling I'm excited. I'm good. How are you doing? It's been a week. You know, I mean, we have this stuff. You know what? Actually, a little spoiler, we got a little startup going. How, how's your team going? You know, it's it's going okay. Um, shout out to Dan and JD from the GOAT District. Uh, they are drafting quite well. They're, the, the rest of you some bitches are all over the place um, going which way and that way. And uh, I, I'm, all, I'm all sorts of confused. But you know what? I, I love a good startup. Uh, it's a super flex tight end premium must start two, and I've managed to lock down TJ Hawkinson. I don't think I would normally would have went tight end as early as I did. I think I got him in the fourth, the four oh five, if I remember correctly. But I, I continue to pick off some of these rookie picks. Um, I got the two, excuse me, the one oh three and the one oh four, and that's going to give me a lot of flexibility. You know, how does the rest of the draft come to me? You know, if I wind up with a lot of running backs, maybe I go quarterback with the 103. You know, if I don't get another tight end that I love, do I take a tight end like Kyle Pitts early? We're going to talk about him, I'm sure, in the body of the show tonight. So uh, we'll keep you posted. Maybe next week if the draft's done or two weeks from now is like a little bit of a break from rookie season. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll cover that. But real quick, I want to get through this intro pretty fast. Uh, Five-star reviews. Thank you. Uh, last week, we, we didn't have anything new. Our most recent one was from 
Forest Redwood, and we appreciated that. But man, that's that's how you can help us grow. If you're listening to this via podcast, and I'm sure that you are, then that is the way to help us grow the show. Just hit pause, especially if you're on Apple. Hit pause, hit the five star, subscribe, and then share it. There's a little three dots there on both of the icons. You just hit share. And you can share it to Facebook. You can share it to Twitter. It's weird if you try to share it on Instagram. You can only do it via Spotify. But, you know, rating, reviewing, and sharing the show everywhere is uh, the freest, easiest way. Obviously, we would love you to support our sponsors. We'd love you to support our Patreon. But uh, if you want to help us, man, five-star reviews. Or you can go to YouTube. And you can subscribe with notifications turned on, and you'll be entered into that contest where if we get to 500 subs by June 1st, I will host the first round of your rookie draft live on YouTube. I will then do a recap podcast, and uh, I will hang out with you guys for round one. Jerry, you get to hang out with me every week. Could you imagine me trying to MC your rookie draft? It'd be, it'd be painful for you. I am sure. just I am just happy you're not emceeing the current startup draft we're doing right now because I am one of those people that is all over the place. But Randy, about YouTube, how much does it cost to subscribe? Zero point zero dollars. Oh, it's a, so it's it's not hard at all. And if you know, you're not doing it, you're just being a stubborn ass. If it's it's one of those things. Um, I dubbed this term, this word on the the Big Bet podcast during the season with Doctor Kyle. Freest. It is the freest way. To support us, rating, reviewing, subscribing everywhere, YouTube, podcast, it just goes a long way. Numbers, everything's a numbers game. Volume and value. You guys bring the value and you help us drive up our volume of reviews and subscribers. So, Jerry, got one last thing to cover before we get the intro for Linda and for Troy. And that is our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. We welcomed several new Patreons last week. And, man, I, I, I love this group. We just brought in Steve. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. This is why I don't do names. I know Steve because he and I did a contractor edition together. And there's room for you. There's two things I can tell you that you always need in Dynasty. You need volume and you need value. And I know there's a lot of other podcasts out there and a lot of other podcasts are doing Patreons. And, gang, I've seen prices from 8 bucks to 30 bucks a month and I am still staying here before you confused, befuddled, and bewildered by what's going on out there. Dude, it's five bucks a month here at the Dynasty Warzone. Five bucks. We don't have a funky Excel spreadsheet, although we will post some some sheets in the Patreon webpage. Um, rankings. Uh, there's a draft tool that I'm working on. Gang, it's, it's all the same thing. We don't mix in our apparel. You know, you don't have to sign up for this tier to get a t-shirt. If you want a t-shirt, just go to viridianglobal.com and search Dynasty Warzone. You can buy your own t-shirt. Five bucks a month, you become a Patreon, you get a hangout in the group chat. Uh, that thing is going bananas. 78, 78 notifications since we started recording this thing. And there's room for you too. Uh, we'll be firing off Patreon leagues here in about a you know, couple, two, three weeks. And it's just a good time. So if you're interested, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And we'll get you connected. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. You can follow Jerry at Jerry Sin DWZ. And you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Dynasty Warzone. Oh, email, Dynasty Warzone at Gmail. If you stay off socials, can't say I blame you. 
but you can check it out. So here we go. Let me intro these guests. And our first guest is a contributor at footballguys.com. He is the co-host of the FF Confidential and one of the fastest rising names in all of the fantasy space. It is Mr. Troy King at T King Mode on Twitter. And our second guest is the host of the FF Confidential as well as a contributor at many other spots along the way. She is a, a kicker enthusiast and lover of all things truly. It is a true one-namer in the vein of Madonna, Cher, LeBron, Elvis. It is Linda, and you can follow Linda at Linda Lyons. That's L-I-N-D-E-L-L-I-O-N-S. You can follow her on Twitter. So, Jerry, I'm excited to talk to these guys about some landing spots and some rookie goodness, man. Listen, we talked about just a second ago how if you're not on social media, you can email us. I am a degenerate that is on social media, and if you have been on Twitter in the last several months, you have seen these two because they have blown the actual F up. They are everywhere. They've even got Matthew Barry atting them in tweets. So let's get into it, my friend. And besides, rookies are always good to talk about. Let's get into it, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a great week. All right, and here they are, as promised, two of the fastest risers in the fantasy game today. Our first guest is a writer and a podcaster, and you probably know him from being the most positive cat on Twitter in the game today, a fast riser. Uh, I know him as uh, Mr. Troy King. You may know him as T. King Mode. Troy, man, welcome to the podcast, and this has been a long time. You and I started this journey this conversation about getting you on here about 10 months ago. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm, fine. I'm glad we could finally make it happen. And I'm so excited to be on. I've listened to, you know, Memphis on Dynasty Happy Hour. That's how I originally discovered his podcast. And then obviously I know about Warzone now, but I'm extremely excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. No, man, it was great, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to take credit. Now, our next guest ties into Josh Allen. Like Jerry will tell you, three years ago, I was all about Josh Allen. I think I've got an eye for emerging talent, because if you're not following Troy, you're living under a fantasy rock. This guy, and you know what? Success doesn't happen. Success happens because you work your ass off, so very grateful to have you on the podcast. Uh, our benefit, and then one of your friends, one of your co-collaborators, she is a one-namer, like Cher, like Madonna, like Pele, like LeBron, like so many others. It's Linda, at Linda Lyons. Did I say that right, Lindell Lyons? Uh, it's Lindellians, but frankly, you can say it however you want. It's your show. Uh, you're our guest. So tell us what's going on with you guys, man. Uh, we're all out here chopping it up, mixing up some content. Uh, what's going on with you and your crew? Well, I mean... Just like you guys, we just give each other shit on the uh, on the regular. But we have a good time. I like hanging out with Troy. I'm glad you guys planned this for months, and I managed to sneak in and crash the party right before it happens. So it's okay. like that's how that's how I live. That's my whole bit. I don't know what the hell goes on every time. He just tells me to show up around nine o'clock on Tuesdays, and I'm just here to talk into this thing. A uh, mm -hmm. little peek behind the curtain. So I, I've been interacting with you guys, got you guys booked, sent you the show sheet, emails, what have you. Jerry literally texts me at 5.30. Now, he has access to the show document. It's 5.30 p.m. We're going live at night. He's like, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> uh, I love classic. 
Classic Jerry. Classic Jerry. So what are we doing tonight, you may ask? We're going to do a little rookie match game. We're going to do a little rookie wish casting. So I went around. Now that free agency for the most part is done, there's still a T.Y. Hilton here, a James Conner there to still sign. But most of the big jobs are filled. So we're going to do a little wish casting and matchmaking, if you will. So we're going to do four quarterbacks, four running backs, and four pass catchers to allow us to potentially work in a gentleman named Kyle Pitts. So what we're going to do is I'm going to let Linda, ladies first, and we're going to let Linda go first. She is going to pick the rookie quarterback that she thinks is best suited for her Denver Broncos. Linda, who do you think of the rookies not named Trevor Lawrence is best suited for the Broncos, that weapon uh, structure, and offensive coordinator Pat Shermer? Well, first of all, this was harder than any of my other tasks on the show sheet because it was my team, and I was like, fuck. Like, part of me is still on Drew Locke, and then I have, like, part of me is like, are we going to get Watson? And it's a very confusing time in my quarterback Bronco head. So I had to, like, ignore all that, and that was very difficult. I found it to be a troubling exercise, but I did land on Trey Lance, the dual threat quarterback. I don't know that he's going to be there at nine, but if we're wishful thinking, then that's who I want there. We're talking about he ran 14 touchdowns in last year. Uh, didn't have a single interception until his like last game, something like 307 attempts before he threw an interception. Uh, he has some mechanics that I think need worked on, but I really like that he brings – both a, a passing threat and a threat on it on the ground. Well, I'm going to give that particular response this response. Start I absolutely out I start you come, come out of the gate hot. I absolutely love Trey Lance. I like the fact that he makes a lot of his own line calls at the line of scrimmage. I like the fact that he can play under center. And I love the fact that he would be going to Pat Shermer. I know he wasn't the best head coach in the world, but I can tell you that he's been a very successful offensive coordinator. Case Keenum had his best season under Pat Shermer. We saw Daniel Jones have a much better rookie season under Pat Shermer than he did in year two with the uh, the Clapper and Jason Garrett. So I love the answer. Uh, Trey Lance is my QB2 in this class right now. Um, I'll catch some heat from that, but I... I got broad shoulders. What what can I say? So I'm going to open it up. Jerry or Troy, any uh, pros or cons to the Trey Lance to Denver? I'll I'll go. I, mean, I believe I don't really have any cons. I be, I mean he's crazy athletic. He has a big arm. I think he's dynamic. And what we saw last year, we they need more of a spark. Like Drew Lock, he was okay. You know he had his moments, but I think Trey Lance is going to bring some excitement to the offensive system, and you're just going to have to account for, you know, not just his arm, but you're going to have to account for his rushing as well. And he's one of the more raw prospects in terms of the other ones, but at the same time, I believe his potential is through the roof. So I do like that fit for the Broncos. And listen, as a Detroit Lions fan, I would be pissed off that they passed on the man because all I ever get is a tortured effing return when it comes to draft day and it would be an exact lines move to do some dumb shit like that but but if he lands in the broncos listen if i was michelangelo and i was able to sculpt a perfect human being i would do it for Cortland sutton and if trey lance ended up there i would be thrilled 
at the prospect of having that man there. I mean, Jerry Judy's cool too. Don't get me wrong, but if I was going to sculpt, it would be Cortland Sutton because that is that is my man crush. Instead, I made an ashtray that is so embarrassing that I don't think my mom kept it for a week because I have no artistic ability in the least. So yeah, I think I think that would be an awesome spot. Really, listen, no offense to my man Drew Locke. I, I liked him when the Detroit Lions had him and his name was Joey Harrington. I'm good on that whole thing. Let's uh, let's bring on the next generation of guys. You there. have golf though. You guys have golf. You're good. Oh, You're set for life. Yeah. Awesome. We got we got vanilla ice cream in there. That's all we got. Nothing sexy about him. Yeah, he's uh he's as you know, Tom Brady is more mobile than Jared Goff. You know, Drew Drew Locke peaked for me when he rapped the uh, the rap song put on by Jeezy word for word. That was his highlight. It's been it all down. Highlight. It's been it was, all down. That was that was high school Jerry to a well, T right there. But, but here's the thing. So he did put on with the Denver Broncos. If you go back to his Mizzou days, he did Young Jock. It's going down word for word as well. So he definitely has a little rap flow in his game, even if he doesn't have much touchdown throw in his game. So all right, Troy, you're up next, man. You get the Carolina Panthers. Who do you want to see working there with Joe Brady? With Matt Rule, with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, CMC, what would uh what would be the best pick there? This was tough because I was trying to go based off of where they were drafting, right? And whoever they get is going to be very dependent on the Jets, the 49ers. We'll see what the Eagles do, right? So it's whoever's very much left. But somehow, some way, if it were possible for Justin Fields. To end up with the Panthers, I believe that he would be the best fit for that offense. There's not much that I need to say. Justin Fields is my QB, too. Just, uh, you know, we talking about Lance and all that, but not Justin Fields to me. And people would have fell off the bandwagon, right, because he was consensus QB, two pretty much all season. Now he's kind of swinging back there, but he had like two bad games, and all of a sudden they want to put everybody and their mama in front of him. Zach Wilson. Even talk about Matt Jones being ahead of him in some places. Like, nah, Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this draft to me. He's obviously athletic. He has poise. He has ball placement. He has everything that you're looking for in a quarterback. I'm excited for him. And but also, I don't even have to talk about the weapons. We already know how amazing his surrounding cast would be if Justin Fields were there. Uh, I would. That's my dream spot for him. All right. Well, the response from Mr. King would be this. Hey, yo, lesson here, babe. You come at the King, you best not miss. If you come I at the King that. or you come at Justin Fields, you best. I, I, I love this pick. Here's the thing. Joe Burrow was, I don't want to use the term scrub, but he was a less than. He was a projected sixth round pick before he had the opportunity to work with Joe Brady and that offense that he runs. And for the record, Mr. Fields is my QB three in this class. The, the difference is I like the fact that Trey Lance has made his own calls of protection at the line of scrimmage. It's a, it's a slight nuance of a difference. I think it will help him translate just a touch better at the NFL, but I, I love both. And I didn't mention this to start, but I love all of these quarterbacks. I tweeted this out the other day. I've been listening to a lot of non-fantasy, but yet football-related content. And I think we're going to see a weird confluence of really good teams with really good front offices and head coaches drafting these quarterbacks. If these guys land in Denver or Carolina, Jerry's getting ready to do Well, the Jets. Sorry, Jerry. Um, but, you know, New England. If San Francisco is allegedly in the market, we could wind up where these guys not only land on good teams, 
but they land with really good weapons and their super flex value is just going to be to the moon. I mean, if, if Trey Lance lands in Denver with Sutton, Jerry's man and Judy and Fant and, and Melvin Gordon, see Linda's to the moon. So, so if you can do it now, I don't think you can, if you need a quarterback in this year's super flex leagues, I don't think you can overpay for one of those top four or five picks. I mean, if you need your dude, get your dude because next year's class, I know there's a couple of guys. We'll get into that then. So Jerry, here you go, buddy. I love you. I saved the Jets just for you. That's what friends are for. So tell us, who is the perfect fit for these New York football Jets with Mike, not to be confused with Matt LaFleur? You did not save me the Jets. You were a dickhead bully, and you left me with the Jets. You know, Jerry, if you wrote the show sheet one time, you could give me the Jets. (laughs) Not too much work. I'd rather just be lazy. So here's the thing. Like Troy, I have Justin Fields as my QB, too. I'm not high as giraffe nuts like you having Trey Lance there. Um, But I, I, I can't just say, you know, Justin Fields just because I think he's the second best guy. So I'm going to give a reason for why Mac Jones should go. Not at two. Not at two. Now, granted, I don't think my man's going to slip all the way to 23. We're living in a hypothetical world. Maybe the Lions are good here. Maybe they're not. I'm not sure. But I, the reason I would say Mac Jones is going to be in a good spot is because he played at Alabama, and they have extremely high standards, believe it or not. If you have watched college football, you happen to know they kick the dog piss out of every single team they play all the time. It's horrible. Michigan State played him in a college football playoff. We didn't even score a point. I cried. I curled into a ball. It was embarrassing. I <laughs> I didn't watch that game. Um, and he's got to go to the big city in New York. So that's the thing that scares me a little bit. So you see, like, you know, Trey Lance. My man's in North Dakota. North Dakota and New York City are two different worlds. As a person that lives in a country bumpkin-ass town, I promise you, if I lived in New York City, I would be wide-eyed and teary-eyed walking down the streets. I would not be prepared. So it scares me a little bit. Not to say Tuscaloosa, Alabama is not that, but at least there is some pressure. You are going to have to be successful to be an Alabama quarterback to remain the Alabama quarterback. Jalen Hurts, we're looking at you, bud. And then you're going to have to show up in New York and you're going to have to save him. So that that I don't think the man's going to go to. And I don't think he's going to slip to 23, but I think for those reasons, I think my man, I think Mac Jones would be an okay fit there. All right. Well, Jerry, you know, I, I got one for you because, you know, it wouldn't be fair to have a sounder for the guest. And, and I am him. sure it is just as positive it's, as it's, theirs it's, was. It's, it's very apropos. You're a loser. Loser. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I, Listen, I, I love two things, two things. What the hell is apropos? That means appropriate. It's just short for appropriate. And and earlier you said confluence, and I didn't think that was a word, but so I Googled it. It actually is. So good for you. I'm learning things. I'm writing them down. I'm getting smarter as we're sitting here. Bless you. I only look like, if you're watching live on YouTube, I only look like dumbass tattooed trash. I'm actually quite smart for a piece of tattoo trash. Anyway, keep keep moving on. It's, uh, I I love Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to make it. To the Jets, I was actually planning on Mac Jones for my guy, so I've got to pivot. I've got to pivot on the fly, and I have got the New England Patriots, but before I do, I'm going to give it to Linda. Linda, are you a Mac Jones fan? He had his pro day today. Uh, Give us what you got. 
I'm a Mac Jones stan. I got uh, in my Denver rookie QB notes, I put Mac Jones as well. But you said wishful thinking. And if we're going super wishful, then I'll take uh, Trey Lance. But I like Mac Jones just fine. He's a fucking tank, bro. He does not get out of the way. If he's going to get hit, he throws the ball. And I love that. Like, I know dual threat is like the new hype thing, but I love a quarterback that's not afraid to get hit. I don't, I, I can't explain what that is, but uh, it's just fun to watch. And he's got a cannon of an arm. Hey, I, I would love Mac Jones there with Corey Davis, Denzel Mims. Uh, what, what if they went Kyle Pitts at two, which is is not as crazy. It's, it's Lion-esque to go yeah, Kyle. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I guess I'm going to have to pivot on the fly. Uh, here's the thing. Is anyone going to do Bill Belichick a favor and let him get inside the top five, top ten? Yeah, the, Dolph- the, the Dolphins wouldn't. The Jets wouldn't. No, he's I'm good. Get, one, he's not going to trade up. He's not. I don't see Bill Belichick trading up, so he's not going to get in the top five. He's going to have to deal with whatever he, whatever's left. So. My guy was going to be Mac. Was going to be Mac Jones, and it almost feels like they're building an offense there for Mac Jones. You know, the the, the two tight ends. They're improving the offensive line because he's not the most mobile. He can't extend plays with his legs. So I am going to go. I guess I have to go Zach Wilson. Let's talk about him real quick. Uh, I love the arm. My concerns with Zach Wilson is that he's a little scrawny. You know, he can come down to, to my house. My mama can make him some biscuits and gravy. We can put some we can put some meat on his bones. Because man, in the NFL, I mean, I think he can get away with that, but he's either got to get rid of the ball very quickly, like a Russell Wilson, like a Kyler Murray, because at what, two hundred and five pounds at six foot three? You ain't gonna last real long in this league if if you try to be Mac Jones. Mac Jones, all that extra pudding, that's my people, man. I, I like a Mac Jones. I, I like a guy with a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of girth back there. Nothing wrong with it. Not, not please everybody. cut that. Please cut I that. I wouldn't have said that as a drop oh, later. What's that? Oh, oh, <laughs> All that extra putting in that girth back there. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll make that your. I'll make that your intro, Jerry. So anyway, I'm going Mac Jones as my quarterback. Any anybody with Mac Jones would, would, would that make you happy or sad? Because he feels like a. I don't know. I like the fact that when he was at the Senior Bowl. That, you know, they said that he was installing the offense. He was the alpha in the room. He's the alpha among alphas. I get that he doesn't fit the profile. I get that he doesn't look like the athlete of the day. No one's ever confusing Mac Jones with Justin Fields. But he's an accurate QB. He's got the arm. I like the arm when you play outdoors in the weather, whether that's New England, whether that's the New York Jets, whether that's the Broncos. You know, not everybody's playing in the Dome in Detroit or Indianapolis. And having that big, strong arm when the weather gets bad sure helps. I mean, for all my knocks on Baker, Baker's got a big, strong arm for a man his size, and he has to push the ball through that wind. Josh Allen's another guy in Buffalo. So if, if you're going to go for a quarterback in New England, you got to have someone with a hose. you got to be able to, to navigate that weather. So I don't think there's a bad fit. But if I had to pick one, Jerry stole mine. He threw me a curveball. I was like trying to lob him up a, a nice softy to take Zach Wilson, but uh, I would have went Mac Jones there. So I'm going to take a quick pause. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. 
That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine, or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know like I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. All right. And now we are going to move into the running back. So we're going to do the exact same drill, but with the running back position. So I'm going to let Troy go first this time. Troy, your running back is going to be, which running back do you want to go to the Atlanta Falcons? Now, you live in Florida. You're probably the closest by proximity to Hotlanta. Which one of these rookie running backs would you be absolutely ecstatic if they wound up in uh, Atlanta with uh, Mr. Matt Ryan? So I will preface this, right? Because I want this running back to actually go to the Dolphins. But since that's not the question for the Falcons, I went Najee Harris, right? Najee Harris to me is the RB1. Najee Harris, I believe no matter where he goes, he's a three down workhorse back. He's 230 pounds like this man. He's, he's great. I mean, he's great at everything he does. He's a powerful runner. He's an underrated pass catcher. He does everything that you want him to do. Like, to me, in that Atlanta offense, he's going to be what Todd Gurley should have been if he was healthy. Like, you know, like he's what they need, right? They need a one guy who's going to be able to run the ball because they couldn't run. They were horrible last year, right? They were terrible with their – RBBC of trash, you know, so they need someone like Najee Harris to step in. If I had like a consolation prize, I think ETN, he's a different style running back than Najee, but he's obviously explosive. And I believe that he can also bring a different element to that. I mean, both of them are really close. ETN's like my running back three, but the question is Najee, because I'm only saying that because I want the Dolphins to get <laughs> Najee, but if I had to pick because of the question, Najee Harris to the Falcons. You know, I love it because he's a guy that's got that big physical presence that can run the ball, a la uh, Derrick Henry, who we saw Arthur Smith have great success with in his two years as the OC in Tennessee. But imagine a Derrick Henry that's a smooth pass catcher. And when you have a a guy who's as mobile as a bar stool back there at the quarterback position of Matt Ryan, he's not going to Lamar, he's not going to Lamar Jackson and run the ball. He's going to check the ball down. So he's going to have all that rushing upside with all the PPR upside as well. Atlanta, I think we're going to talk about a few other spots, but I think Atlanta is my number one. So Linda, I'm going to kick it to you. What do you think about Mr. King's pick of Najee to the Falcons? And then you get to tell us who you want to go to the New York Jets. Jerry, I didn't give you the Jets every time. Oh, it's kind of you. Um, uh, I like I like Najee Harris to the Falcons. How could you not in that offense, like you said, with a quarterback like Matt Ryan, who's not going to tuck and run the ball? There's unlimited upside to his p- pass catching. Uh, so I love that pick. And 
would like it more than the Dolphins. So sorry, Troy. Don't look at me like that. He he give you the snarl. Now now I want to know. He should be thrilled. He just he is a Dolphins fan. He just got Malcolm Brown in free agency. I mean that's like almost. I mean, we laugh, but Malcolm Malcolm Brown Brown is currently employed. That's something James Conner would love to be. So, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But Linda, who do you want the Jets to take? The Jets also have two first rounders. Could they be in a play with that mid twenty pick they got from the Seahawks? I think they have uh, way too much to uh, figure out than running back to take a running back in the first round. But if they went running back sometime in the second round, I love Javante Williams. Love him. And I would wager, and I haven't like finished setting rankings, but that he ends up my RB2. His upside is insane. He's a pass catching back. He's got uh, this trunk size that he can just run over anyone. He has like 47% uh, of his tackles are missed tackles. That means damn near 50 out of 50 or, uh, you know, 100%. Ugh, math, not my strong suit. 50 out of 100 times. So half the time, you're missing a tackle on this man. He's just, he runs with so much power. And I think in that zone scheme that they do, that uh, LaFleur is going to try to implement in that offense, he'll see a hole and burst through it. And he's not going to outrun you or juke you or any of that, but he'll take you with him. I, this man, so I got to give credit where credit is due. Our graphics guy, Matty, at Matty Big Chest on Twitter, he was telling us in our group chat that he had Javonta Williams as his RB2. And I was like, shut your filthy sewer. Don't come into this chat with that level of disrespect. And then, you know, you start hearing it and you start hearing it some more. And I heard it from Greg Cosell. And I heard it from a couple other people that I really respect. Daniel Jeremiah has good things to say about Javonte. So I'm like, oh, God, I have to give Matty credit. And it broke my heart. But uh, I, I see I see Troy nodding his head. So you're a Javante guy as well. Yes. So if we don't get Najee in the first round, then in the <laughs> second round we can get Javante. I would be happy with that, right? So I believe one of the, those two backs are the ones that I'm eyeing for the Dolphins. So I think both of them would be beautifully in terms of pairing with Miles Gaskin. I love that kind of one-two punch thunder and lightning that was supposed to happen last year with stupid Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. We can actually make it happen this year with Najee and Javante and Miles Gaskin. So we're crossing our fingers for that. Hey, we can make fun of Jordan Howard all we want. He may not have a knack for the end zone, but he has a knack for finding a job. So Jerry, I'm, I'm going to throw you. I'm going to throw you a bone this time, a little bit nicer to you. Who do you want the Pittsburgh Steelers? Now, this is a this is a job that's still wide open uh, from a dynasty standpoint. If you can catch a league mate tripping, go out and see what you can get some cheap Anthony McFarland for. Uh, year two in the Pittsburgh season in the Pittsburgh offense, he may be the lightning to someone else's thunder in Pittsburgh. But I had a, a bit of a man crush on Anthony McFarland last year. But Jerry, who do you want from this class to wind up on? the Pittsburgh Steelers. In truth, I don't think it matters. Now, I'm going to give you a guy. I'm not going to be lazy enough to to not give you somebody. But whoever ends up on the Steelers, A, it doesn't matter even if they start. Up until the season starts, their value is going to skyrocket because they are going to be perceived to be the guy. So you are going to be able to get them or sell them for a king's ransom unless it's one of the big name guys. 
in which case everyone is going to hold them and protect them like it is Fort Knox with, you know, ramparts and machine guns. And it's going to be tough to get somebody like that just because Pittsburgh is so conducive to running back fantasy points, especially with grandpappy Big Ben coming back, who loves to just dink and dunk to every running back that's there. You know, I, I, I know you are a man that gets your, your nipples get a little hard for Anthony McFarlane, but I, I, I think we would have seen more of him if he was going to be that guy. I think Benny Snell is still going to be there, and that's gross, and I hate it with everything in me. It is like a kick in the nuts or a spit in the face, whichever way you want to take it. So I think they're going to get somebody that's going to be a little bit better of a pass catcher. So I don't think they're going to go first-round running back because they have the 24th pick. I mean – Listen, if they take Najee Harris or ETN or Williams or whoever they do, listen, if that happens, Twitter's exploding. I'm going to mute the name of whoever gets them because I'm not going to want to hear it for four days. Um, so I, I think the second or the third is more likely. So I'm going to say someone like Kenneth Gain- Kenny Gainwell. So he he's a pretty good pass catcher. He's a dynamic player. He's been, you know, he he's gotten the work. So that's somebody that I would say, and that's someone that, I think his perception, you know, at one point he was sort of, it was, it was Najee, it was Travis Etienne, then it was Kenneth Gainwell for a while. And now he has just fallen off the face of the earth and people just love to hate the man. So I, I think that would be a big, big spike in his value. Um, I, and I would like to see it because I do think he's a good player and I think he's going to have a role no matter where he lands. But I think the negative narrative that has surrounded him will definitely reverse if he ends up in Pittsburgh, whether it does, and it doesn't matter as long as it's within the first two days of the draft, you will definitely see an increase in value. All right, I'm going to throw this one back to Troy. Now I, I saw a big smile, which Troy is a very smiley fella, but I saw a big smile when he said Kenneth Gainwell to the Steelers. What's up with uh, your, your love of Mr. Gainwell? Well, he is somebody that I recently fell in love with, right? Because I have a man crushes on a bunch of different players. Listen, just, new love is the best love. So, yeah, I ain't mad at you. You're, you're right. You're right. Because I was watching film, right? Because I'll be honest, I'm a film novice, right? But over this offseason, I've been really diving into watching film and looking at specific criteria. And then Gangwell, to me, just pops, right? Shout out to Amit Sorensen, our co-host, because he's madly in love with him. So he's the reason I'm like, all right, let me go look at this dude. And his pass catching, his explosiveness, like to me, I'm like, okay, I, I like this guy. I just like this film. He just stood out to me. And I'm like, all right, I want this dude on my teams. And mainly his pass catching, right? He looked like a mini receiver out there. So that was really caught my eye. And obviously that's very translatable to the NFL. So no matter where he goes, and he – and also where he weighed in. And people were curious about what he was going to weigh in at. I think he was like over 200 pounds. or I forgot what his exact weight was, but it was good enough where I was like, okay, like he's not some skinny dude. He can actually, you know, he can make an impact wherever he is. I don't know if he's the three down back. I would hope that someone would use him that way, but I'm just very excited about his prospects. All right, and then Linda, now he's a, a Big 12 guy. You happen to reside in Big 12 country. You're an Okie State fan. Uh, what do you think about Gainwell? I like Kenneth Gainwell. When all like I distinctly remember when it went from like Gainwell hype to like this, it was like cool to not like him, and that never I never transitioned out of like I'm not super high on him, but 
like Troy said, his patch, pass catching is fun, and he's he he's fun to watch. And those are guys you want on your fantasy team, regardless of how much research we do. At some point, you want to take a guy that is fun to root for. When they pop off the screen like that, they're fun to root for. I, I love that take. Sometimes as dynasty and fantasy content providers, I think a lot of times we're trying to impress each other instead of helping the listener and the, the content consumer. And guys, sometimes it's as simple as, hey, I'm watching football, and this guy looks like he's really good at football. It doesn't have to be that hard. Now, you can add in some variables. Draft capital, Jerry mentioned he would love to see him go on day two. Landing spot, would love to see him land in a spot like Pittsburgh. But it doesn't have to be super complicated. So uh, I, I both love Jerry and hate Jerry at the same time. I thought he had handed me a hot one because he stole my guy again. Now, I have which rookie running back do I want to see wind up in Arizona with Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, and those older gents at wide receiver. So I was going to go Kenneth Gainwell because I like the pass-catching chops as well. But I'm going to have to rewrite the first round of the NFL draft and the Arizona Cardinals pull a swerve. The, The general manager and head coach know they have to win to keep their jobs. So especially the head coach. So they're going to go all in on offense. They've got A.J. Green. They've got D-Hop. They've got Kyler. What do they need? They need Travis Etienne with the 16th overall pick. Man, as sexy as it would be to see CMC in a backfield with Trey Lance, dude, Travis Etienne in a backfield with Kyler Murray would just be next level. Now, I want my man, I want my man Chase Edmonds to get his shot at, at doing something. But, man, you put a, a guy with the with the tools in his tool belt like a Travis Etienne in that offense, you know, good luck trying to read that run-pass option with, with Travis Etienne and Kyler Murray because one of them is going to torch you bad. And if, So this is Jerry's fault. This was going to be my Kenneth Gainwell rising to the moon on, on the fact that he landed in Arizona. But now I'm just going to rewrite it. I'm going to put my... My my man, Travis Etienne in Arizona. Linda, what do you think about Etienne in, in Arizona? I don't hate that. Arizona's a little, I'm a little uh, hesitant about Arizona at the end of last year. And, and I love, like, I like what Kyler Murray does, but he's just so into that tuck and run situation that I worry about any, any pass catching running back that you have to rely on like in PPR type formats like that. So I don't hate it, but uh, Kyler Murray makes me nervous for anybody in that offense but Kyler Murray. That is a wonderful counterpoint. Troy, what do you think? So I will agree and disagree with Linda's point, right? So ah, first, of course you will. <laughs> well, I'm going to get to you. First, I want to tell Memphis, look, Chase Edmonds not going to be an RB1, man. I know you, you and probably the other Chase Edmonds truthers might have that dream. It ain't oh, man. No, he's staying. Me and him are starting a podcast. Get Randy out of here. I was going to unmute myself and interrupt Randy in the middle of that and uh, just scream at him for besmirching the good name of Chase Edmonds on this podcast. Oh, my God. So I had to say that. But here's the thing, right? So to Linda's point, in the beginning of the season last year, Kyle Murray did take all the damn rushing touchdowns from Drake. He was a vulture. He wouldn't share. But towards the end of the season, there was a little bit more of the balance where Drake was sort of benefiting. I don't know what changed, but they changed it up where, okay, Drake was getting those touchdowns. So I don't know what it's going to be this upcoming year. Yes, Linda. Kyler Murray hurt his ankle. 
<laughs> so he couldn't vulture those touchdowns. Right, but he, he he was still a little bit mobile. But you're right, he, you're right. But <laughs> I, about the same time next year, I don't know what it's going to be. Right, I don't know if it's going to be more of a balance. I don't know if it's going to be the Kyler Murray show. But and also last year they used like Kenyon Drake is like the one-two back. They used Chase Edmonds as the passing downs back. If there was ETN, would he get the full workload? Would he get both? It's to be determined, right? But I would love if Travis Etienne ended up on that offense. That, that It'll be like a CEA situation where he's like automatically like number one, like 101 in rookie drafts. It, I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating, but it would be something like that where Twitter would just lose their freaking mind because it's such a good landing spot. But yeah, I would love it if that happened. I, I would love it as well. So Jerry, thank you for throwing me a curveball. And we are going to move into pass catcher. So I'm, I'm listing this as pass catcher because someone is going to get the opportunity to go tight end, but it's not going to be me. I'm going to go first. I am going to pick which pass catcher I want to land with the Indianapolis Colts. They have, as of yet, re-signed T.Y. Hilton. They have Sammy Watkins coming in for a visit on Wednesday as this podcast releases. But uh, this is going to be such a homer pick but he's already residing in the state of Indiana. I want the Colts to get Rondale Moore. Uh, I know a lot of people want Paris Campbell to be that guy. Paris Campbell, I, I think you can do it, but you have lacked the ability to stay healthy. They've already got their big body outside clasher guy in, in Michael Pittman. Uh, I think that would be a nice one-two punch. My fear is that the Colts will go a little bit later, uh, maybe even like round four because they don't have a third-round pick, because that was one of the two picks they traded to Philadelphia to get this. And they have went second-round wide receiver two drafts in a row. They went a second-round wide receiver in 19 with Paris Campbell and a second-round wide receiver last year with Pittman. Would Chris Ballard do it three years in a row? I know this, that they're going to give Carson Wentz, and stick around at the end of this show for a special Easter egg. Uh, I've been adding those in at the end of the show. I know they're going to give Carson Wentz every opportunity to succeed. They have to. They need him to. So I am, uh, I'm hoping for Rondale Moore. Someone was making fun of this man's height today. I'm like, I was not aware that Yak had a height requirement. This man squats 600 pounds. This man ran a 429, unofficial. If you use the Roto Underworld math, they've been adding five one hundredths of a second. So that would still make him a 434 guy. And I like his build. I, I Just give me that guy. Just let him make plays. And I think that would give the Colts a well-rounded offensive uh, skill position for for Mr. Wentz. So, so Troy, you, you gave like the double fist, hallelujah, Rondale Moore. Is that one of your dudes? That's probably, if I had to pick one receiver who was like my guy, it's Rondale Moore, right? And then we kind of all know the reasons why. I believe he goes to a system that utilizes him because he can be used all over the field, right? And he's that dynamic, that explosive, just like you said, run after the catch. That's what he specializes in. And if you get this man in space, it's done. It's over, right? It's my comp. I'm not a huge comp guy, but I, I see a little bit of Debo Samuel, just a little bit better in some ways but I believe he's similar in terms of the way that he could be used all over the field and I'm just in love with him like I every time I watched this man it just he does on he does on a whole nother level but I'm a huge Rondell Moore stand well I I kind of you know I I get that I kind of get Tyreek Hill vibes yeah from, from, from Rondell Moore I mean it's not just because of the speed you know people you know pigeonhole 
Tyreek Hill as being the speed guy, and he is. He's like like the fastest guy in the league, it looks like. But he's not a bad route runner. He's actually become quite a good route runner, and I think Rondale Moore could be that for the Colts. He, you know, every team's looking for it, whether it was Henry Ruggs or K.J. Hamler. Every team's looking for the speed element, but I think this guy's the speed element and so much more. So we're going to go back to Linda. Linda, I, I'm, I'm going to do you and every Jalen Hurts fan in the league uh, a solid by asking you which pass catcher do you want the Philadelphia Eagles to take, presumably with that sixth pick, but you could you could project him anybody you want. I'm hoping that you uh, are volleying me, Kyle Pitts, because that's who I'm going to talk about. Is that who you're volleying me? Okay, perfect. See, see, Jerry, see, Jerry, see, Linda's a professional. When her co-host tees one up, she knocks it out of the park. Write that I'm, down. I'm, I'm more of the bunting style uh, podcaster. But... Yeah, you're the guy who strikes out when swinging on a tee. But Linda, go ahead with your love of Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts, you know, lined up everywhere. That's like a dude you want in your offense when you're that versatile and you can do outside in the slot on the line. Uh, you're talking about a team that's going to trade Zach Ertz. I don't think Zach Ertz is going to be an Eagle much longer. And then pairing Kyle Pitts with Goder, that's immediately the best tight end tandem in the league. I think, I don't think that's much of an argument. I know there's a lot of Dallas Goder truthers, so I'm not that worried about uh, saying that with uh, such certainty, but he's just, he played eight games, had 12 touchdowns. Uh, I saw somebody say he had heavy feet. No, he doesn't. He should not be able to move the way that he does at his size. And he's, it's just so fluid. He's insane. It's so, it's so fun. And it would be so good for Jalen Hurts. Well, that's what I like. I mean, we want to, we want to protect these young guys. And I always use the Josh Allen example. And I always use the Lamar Jackson example. Surround these guys, all these guys, even Trevor Lawrence is limited to some degree. And when your team goes all in, it's not about what can we make these guys do. It's what can they do and what can we accentuate. And let's give him weapons. Let's give him, you know, mismatch, you know, things that make defensive coordinators have to think about things on so many levels. You, you mentioned Goddard. You mentioned Pitts. You know, you'd have Miles Sanders. Maybe Jalen Rager takes a step forward in year two. We saw some flashes from, from Travis Fulgham. That's a nice little component of weapons for a young quarterback that is going to need them and for a team that has no cap money to bring in any veterans. That's a very savvy move. I don't think it, there's a wrong time to take Kyle Pitts in this draft. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr. said he's the best player in this draft. I mean, obviously he's not going to go number one, but you know, it was like Quentin Nelson as a Colts fan. And a lot of people said that Quentin Nelson was the best player in that draft. All he's done is joined, I believe it's Deion Sanders, maybe it was Barry Sanders, is the only guy to be all pro every year of his career to start. It's okay. So I love Kyle Pitts. Jerry, what about you? I mean, I know if he makes it to seven, he's going to be a Detroit Lion. But no, that's what they do. They take because first I round cannot live ends. through that. Listen, I will drive to Allen Park, and I will rain hellfire down upon them if something like that happens. I think that would be awesome. I am not the biggest Jalen Hurts guy. I know a lot of people are – he's a very polarizing person uh, – player, excuse me. Um, probably the most polarizing of this offseason. He's like what Damian Williams was two or three years ago. That's what he is now. And anything that they add to that situation, because believe it or not, uh, J.J., 
not going to be the best wide receiver. I don't know if you guys know that. He has turned out to be an absolute effing disaster. Not that I drafted him in the first round of a rookie draft. Not that I'm bitter about that in the least. God, I'm so terrible at this game. And yet you invite me every week. Listen, that would be awesome. I I would be about it. And listen, we're going to talk about heavy feet. Listen, y'all haven't seen me run, and I'm not 6'4", 6'6". I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm a little felt. Listen, if I had a Tinder profile, I would say six foot. It would not be actually six foot. I'm one of those guys. Um, I I, I would I would love Kyle Pitts to to land in Philadelphia. I think that would be a great spot. The draft capital is great. The situation's great. Uh, and you know may, maybe Jalen Rager. You know he grows. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, Either way, Kyle Pitts would be a focal point of that offense. It would be awesome. Everybody would – this is another name that you would probably have to mute on Twitter for a couple of days because it would be eventful is what is the adjective I will use. Well, I took two things away from that. One, I think we all agree that we love Kyle Pitts. And two, I, even though he's married and he'll never act on it, I've got to create Jerry's Tinder profile. So I want to work <laughs> on that. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Troy I gave Troy the toughest assignment of anybody of the pass catchers because this team has been jilted quite a bit in free agency. They had connections to Corey Davis, Juju, Kenny Galladay, Sammy Watkins was in town for a visit. The Baltimore Ravens have not been able to land a, a, a complimentary wide receiver in free agency. So Troy, you're very good at this. So I'm gonna give you the hot one. Who can the Baltimore Ravens bring in to be the man for Lamar Jackson? To be honest, like I actually enjoyed this one because there is a specific type of pass catcher that they need, right? I I was a Hollywood Brown truther, but obviously he's not the wide receiver one. He's never going to be the wide receiver one. They need a big body wide receiver, and I believe Bateman is the best fit for the Ravens. So this man, right, I mean, there's so much you can say about him. Some people have him as the number two wide receiver, anywhere between, like, you know, two and three. He's 6'1", 210 pounds. He's a good route runner. He's strong. There's not much cons you can say about him. He's smooth. Like, he's exactly the type of dude that the Ravens need. Again, they need that big body presence outside of Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is fine, but you need someone who's also, you know, a little bit quicker. And people are also trying to talk about he's slow and not Bateman. He's that dude. And I'm going to throw in a consolation, right? Terrence Marshall from LSU is also someone that fits that profile as well because he's 6'3 and he's 200 pounds. Again, big body. He kept getting overshadowed by Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. But Marshall, he's also – he would fit that wide receiver one for the Ravens because that's what Lamar needs. He needs somebody who could go up and get it. That's why he honestly targets Mark Andrews all the time. He's the biggest dude on the freaking field, and he has no one else to throw to. And again, Willie Sneed, like, not nah, like those two dudes to me will fit the wide receiver one profile in the draft. And it's reasonable that he, they can, they'll have the ability to get either one of them. It just, we'll see who falls to them. Well, that just tells you how much uh, I, Troy gets it. You, you know, the I mentioned Greg Cosell earlier. He talks about these teams building a basketball team at the skill position. You got to have your point guard. You got to have your shooting guard, your center. You know, they've already got the, the small speedster guy. They've got the slot guy, kind of. I mean, Willie Sneed is what it is. They've got the great tight end. What are they missing? They're missing their center. 
They're missing that big-bodied rebounder on the outside that can body dudes up and, and you know help in the red zone to help alleviate pressure on a guy like Mark Andrews. I think that was a great pick. I do like Bateman, but I liked the complimentary choice of what's already there with who Troy gave him. So, Linda, are you a Bateman fan? Well, it got to be. And we already shouted out Mitch, our one co-host with John Bauer, is uh, the Bateman men. <laughs> and oh, uh, <laughs> the I, I like Bateman just fine. I'm a little worried about anybody that ends up in Baltimore, but I think Troy made a really good point about needing a guy that can go up and get it to, like, be a big man there so uh i don't i don't hate that at all all right well we got one left it's uh it's my buddy it's jerry now jerry i gave you one that's interesting i gave you the chicago bears and here's why if Allen robinson chooses not to be here next year they really I mean they can hit him with a third franchise tag but it would be the current tag next year plus 40 percent because that would be his third one that's why his franchise tag this year was 18 million versus like 16 and a half for everybody else because he got an additional 10% because it was his second tag. So they're going to want to bring in potentially the wide receiver one of the future if Allen Robinson finally gets to leave Chicago and go somewhere else. So who would be the guy to bring in to mix in that group with Darnell Mooney, with Allen Robinson? And uh, I'm, I'm going to say his name even though I'm in the middle of a very tight end premium draft, Cole Komet. Who, who are we going to bring into that pass-catching uh, group to be the maybe not the wide receiver one in 2020, but definitely on the way in 2022? I think they are still going to keep the mold of Allen Robinson. Now, I would have loved to say Terrence Marshall, but Troy is a sneaky guy who just snagged him from me at the end there. Uh, Bateman would be another guy. Listen, any of these guys. So they, they're sort of in the nice spot where they pick 20, and then they have 52 overall in the second, and then 83 in the third. So they are, they are really in the range to go wide receiver. Um, if I'm not going to go with one of those guys, I'm actually going to go with a – someone that wears the most disgusting football helmet in all, all of football. Uh, Nico Collins of the Michigan Wolverines. He sat out this year, big body, six, four can make big plays. Ironically, the only guy that really did anything against Ohio state, which if you're a human being that has watched Michigan play Ohio state in the last 20 years, you know, generally they don't do a damn thing. It's, it's like every one of you watching the Lions on Thanksgiving. It's just embarrassing for you. That's what Michigan has been. But this is a dude that, you know, Ohio State has really been DBU over the last 10 years or so. And he torched them for two touchdowns in one of their games. Granted, they lost the game, but Nico's big. Nico can make big plays. He's He's really an Allen Robinson mold, so it would not be tough. And, you know, he, he does need to grow a little bit. So if he can watch Allen Robinson play, I don't really think they're going to re-sign Allen Robinson. He's going to be 28 years old. Hey, listen, bless his sweetheart. And if he wants to go from Jacksonville to Chicago and then re-sign another long-term contract for the Bears with Andy Dalton, Listen, I love money too, but at some point, maybe try and get to the playoffs. Maybe try and have a little bit of joy in the game that you play. And also, the dude had Christian Hackenberg when he was at Penn State. So he has just been a tortured soul his whole life. So I'm, I'm going to go with Nico because he's a guy that could go in the third round. A little bit sneaky, a little bit boring. Sorry, sorry that I did that. You guys are naming all the good stuff, and I came at you with, you know, you guys were throwing $50 bills. I threw a dime on the table and thought I belonged at the party, but. I, I think Nico's my man. I think he's he's a sneaky guy to replace Allen Robinson. 
Well, there you go. So we, we did a little wish casting tonight, just trying to put some rookie names and faces, and maybe the rookies that we projected to go to these spots don't go there. But we want you to remember those so that when someone does go to these places, that you remember them that, oh, yeah, you know, Troy and Linda and Jerry, you know, they were talking about that was a good landing spot for a rookie because there might be some volume or there might be a good offensive line or it's fantasy friendly. So that that's why we did this. But uh, I, I want to start with Linda. Linda, tell us what's going on with the FF Confidential and uh, what you guys have coming up. Uh, well, Troy's been a uh, booking machine and thankfully didn't leave that up to me. Scheduling's not my strong suit. So uh, Troy's got us pretty much booked up for the off season. We're going uh, once every week, uh, every other week. <laughs> I'm really not on my game tonight, but uh, we're just having fun. I, I enjoy hanging out with him. It sucks missing a week in between because we have so much fun when we hang out. So I'm uh, I'm excited for the rest of the offseason and looking forward to uh, the draft and the chaos. That makes two of us. And all right. So, Mr. Troy, tell us what's going on over at footballguys.com as well as uh, what are you booking up over at the FF Confidential? <laughs> sure. So, for football guys, I've been contributing to a couple of different dynasty roundtables. There's also like doing a mock draft. So, you can check out my contributions to both of those as well as I just came out with a Dolphins 2020 recap and 2021 outlook. So the article just came out. Check it out. It was my first article for football, guys. Very excited about it. So definitely make sure you everybody goes and checks out that article. In terms of fans football confidential, yeah, I've, I've been hustling in terms of just trying to connect with people. And just like Linda says, we're pretty much full for most of the offseason, but – yeah, because we're also we're going every other Wednesday, which I kind of hate it because those guys are my family. So Linda, John Bowerman, so and so, we're all so close. So we we talk every day, multiple times a day, but not seeing each other every single Wednesday like we do during the season, it's tough. But it makes when we do the show that much better, and I feel like we're all just that much more excited. But we have so much awesome content coming out, so we appreciate everybody who's checking us out. And make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube page, Fantasy Football Confidential, and download the podcast wherever podcasts are found. There you go. And when I do my tweeting out of this podcast tomorrow, I will make sure to link Troy's article. Uh, we will not stand any Tua hate up in this up in this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Uh, th- thank you guys if you're listening on a podcast. Hit pause. Search in your browser feed and find the FF Confidential. Hit subscribe while you're there. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for doing so. Hit pause again, search the FF Confidential, and go over and like and subscribe to that page. Notifications turned on. It's really that simple to support good people like Linda and like Troy out there putting out amazing content all the time to help make you a better Dynasty gamer. So on behalf of Jerry, Linda, Troy, and myself... Remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon with more Dynasty War Zone. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code 
DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZ ring, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring, and let's have a big season. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, if I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster, I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, Shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. 